Radio, we are here, we are live, and we are ready to go. Welcome to the Warabit Allenby Be Studio Potty Sports Attention Podcast, mate. Evening, mate. How you going? Yeah, mate, doing well. Doing well as always. Big week. Oh, mate. It's always been a big week in the world of sport. We just, you know, we just can't keep on top of it, can we? Just keeps rolling and, uh, you know, we keep riding the wave. Mm. Should we Mm. get into it, mate? Let's get stuck right in. We are here, the Sports Detention Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being with us. Potty, how you going, mate? Yep, yep. Well, mate, thanks, guys, for being with us. Um, yeah, should we get straight stuck into what's caught our eye? Straight into it, mate. What has caught your eye this week? Well, mate, there's been plenty going on, both inside the world of sport and out, but let's start off with inside the world of sport. So... Lance Armstrong, mate. You've heard of Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. What's he most noted for as far as you're concerned? Uh, oh, I mean, it depends. Mm. If I said cheating, that yeah. probably comes a long way. However, oh, let's just say controversy. Yeah, right, right. I mean, the man could ride a bike. I'll, I'll give him that. But, you know, he's certainly known for, his, um, for, for some of the cutting of corners that he may have taken throughout his career. Yeah, I think it was less the cheating because, I mean, that's... I mean, it, it appears as though it was common practice within the, the world of cycling or professional cycling mm. at least. Um, however, probably the way he treated people was another yeah. another thing that would, you know, spruik the, the... Yeah, destroying lives yeah. and careers of people. I mean, that's who, controversial. Yeah, certainly is. But alas, he's well, come out this... Uh, it's coming out this week that he's going to release a podcast... On fairness in sport. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'm in. I'll, I was well. I'll, I'll be giving it a listen, <laughs> but I, I was shocked, and I thought to myself, well, you know, you just don't seem the man for the job. Mm. And I thought to myself, who else could be inappropriate hosts for certain topics as far as podcasts are concerned? I'm thinking this is almost like is. Is Alanis Morissette going to bring out ironic again and there's going to be another <laughs> another line to the song oh. incorporating Lance? Or could it be Hitler presenting on racial equality? Oh, mate. <laughs> oh. Oh, what else have we got, mate? Charlie Sheen on, live, on clean living. Oh, clean living and, uh, yeah. Or the great Michael Jordan on hitting a home run. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he could sink a three. Oh, he certainly could. Or our man, Nate, Ric Flair, on having a successful marriage. (laughs) Yes, I probably wouldn't be taking any advice there. Yep. Oh, that's an an interesting one, mate. Um, Oh, mate, when you when you brought up the Charlie Sheen one, it could be even. Even Charlie Sheen on on safe sex. Oh dear, oh dear, indeed, indeed. Yeah, but that's what I started off by catching my eye. But all that being said, I'm going to give it a listen, Lance. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we are suckers for a good podcast. We certainly are. Certainly are. Something else that caught my eye, mate. You you love your fighting, don't you? Love it. Yep. MMA. Mm. Yeah. You do a bit of training. Oh, I dabble. You dabble. 
Can I assume you've never done what a certain MMA Russian fighter has done and decided to train with a bear? Oh, I've seen it before. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I haven't had the honour. Yeah. He's been fighting with a bear. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, what happens when you want to tap out? Does the bear just back off? Well... I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, Potty. Now, now this isn't the first we've seen of MMA fighters from that area of the world yeah, right. dabbling in the uh, in the wrestling of of our bear friends. Mm. I mean, this isn't a plot to the sequel of Cocaine Bear. Yeah, let's right, let's right. you know, going back to our early days of our stream of the week. However, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov, mm. the uh, former lightweight champion. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of YouTube footage there of when he was a kid wrestling with bears mm, right? Uh, in Dagestan. And if you've got a chance, and that for the listeners at home, go and check it out. Like YouTube, Khabib wrestling a bear as a kid. And it's got him as like a seven-year-old yep. wrestling little cubs. And the technique on these cubs will blow you away. Wow. They have sprawls. They have leg pulls. They have head drags. They, they have it all. It is crazy when you watch them wrestling how close these bears wrestle like a technical wrestler it, it's fascinating yeah wow well i'm certainly going to give it a look i've got to admit i i'd never seen it before and it, it but i suppose if you would go in there with a bear i mean who wouldn't you go in there with oh well that's yeah i mean it's it's all about attitude you can't coach desire no, you can't coach we've desire. had this discussion oh we have had this discussion <laughs> Um, it's, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting one, but I mean, at the end of the day, and for anybody who's a, a big animal lover out there, and you know thinks there's any sort of cruelty or whatnot going on, just remember, the bear could rip his face off at any time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm no chance. That my, my Labrador gets the better of me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, what the uh, our Russian MMA fighter? If he's got his NBN, he'll be keeping it out of the way. <laughs> Uh, and finally, mate, for me, Swifty, Taylor Swift. She's, um, you know, touring Australia, very, very popular out here, isn't she? Mm. Yeah, and she has absolutely sent the box office, the ticket sales, crashing. They just can't keep up with it. A second round of tickets has been released to accommodate the millions of unhappy fans who missed out in the first round for her upcoming tour. I just guess they weren't Swift enough, mate. Oh. <laughs> now... Did you get your tickets, Potty? Mate, I didn't get my tickets, but can I? I'll, I'll tell now, you pushing something. over 14-year-old girls outside Ticket Tech last night, <laughs> is, was it worth it? Oh, mate, I'll, I'll, give, I'll tell you what, I don't have tickets, but if someone gave them to you, I'd be going. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I'm not going to tell. not going to knock back a good show. No, that's for sure. Oh, and, very good, mate. And anyone out there who says they don't know a Taylor Swift number, they are lying. Yeah, I We've got always, mate. I even my country music playlist mm, slips a bit of Tay Tay in there every oh, now and then. It does back to her roots. Oh. All right, mate. What do you got for us? Look, mate. Um, there's a few things that have caught my eye, but uh, you know, I I really was one. It was just like it was like a light bulb moment in my life the other day when I was um, I was thrown on the dishwasher, and you you got a dishwasher, yeah, mate. Yeah. So mm. you use the tablets. Yep. So when you throw the tablet in, does it come in like a package? It does, yeah. 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 Like just a... So, yeah, yeah. just like a little, little wrapper with yeah, the tablet plastic, in it. You yeah. just throw it in there, good as gold, and she just comes out. When you, the, the wrapper's gone. Mm, it's gone. 
Why is every piece of packaging not made out of dishwasher tablet packaging? Well, mate. If a little bit of water can biodegrade a dishwasher tablet, why isn't everything made out of it? Mate. Am I being unfair in saying that? I don't think so. That was, mate, I'm standing there at the dishwasher the other day before I've shut the lid, flapped it up, and I've just gone, hold on a second. That's not, I'm not picking that out after. Mate. I'm, I'm seeing rubbish all up and down the side of the highway on my way to work, and I'm going, if that was dishwasher tablet packaging, it'd be gone. Couple of drops of rain. Mate. Oh, away she goes. Plastic companies around the world are filthy at you right now. They are absolutely... I mean, they need to have a good hard look at themselves in the mirror. They need to get around the boardroom table and start going into the dishwasher tablet packaging game. Mm, yes. That's yep. what they need to do. So um, if you are in uh, any sorts of uh, packaging within your business, get onto it, guys. Yep. Come on. It's a no-brainer. Save the earth. Yeah. I'm oh. probably sure it's got some rotten stuff in it that kills the yeah. earth, but anyway, I'm not having it. Small small plastic particles <laughs> in our water system, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> mate, it I looks good. It. It's all it. about the optics, potty. That's right, mate. Now, the second thing, mate, talking about being all politically correct and, you know, trying to, you know, move with the times as I am with my environmental movement on dishwashing tablets, the Essendon Bombers, mate, what do you know about the great club in the AFL. Mate, they're, they're a, um, a very famous club. We don't do much AFL no, on this they, show. No, they haven't. I, I think they're, um, you know, they haven't had a lot of success over the past couple of decades since the turn of the century. Um, but I'm pretty sure they're up there as far as most premierships won. So they're a quite famous club. They're a big club. Yeah, They're yeah. a successful club. Now, the Bombers are currently exploring... Uh, according to reports, and this was reported on Channel 7, so it's big news, um, they want to ascertain whether the wartime plane within their l- emblem is appropriate for a modern-day representation of a football club. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? I was blown away when I heard this, mate. I was, you know, they've... So they want to change the bomber plane, that iconic bomber plane. The bomber plane. So they're thinking or the, the thought around it is that, you know, being a wartime aircraft, I mean, that's, you know, it just, you know, it's not a problem. Like, we don't want to encourage war, you know, because you never know. Bomber fans out there, you know, they might love the bomber that much that they want us to go back to war with them. Okay. So before we dig into that anymore, can I just clarify, and you might not be able to answer this, mate, but... So if we do become involved in a conflict, we can bring it back? Well, I mean, we'll go, let's go down the path of, and I'll go into why Essendon were given the bomber as a nickname. Mm, okay, let's go. let's go in there. So Essendon adopted the bomber's nickname. This came in 1940, and it was paying homage to their proximity to Essendon Airport. All right, the Beaufort bombers were built and repaired during World War II and that plane was crucial for the Allied war effort. The club had the famous black jersey with the red sash and the bomber nickname was permanently adopted during the war Mm. because before that they were known as the sash wearers or the same olds. 
So rather than us sitting here, I mean, they're, and those, they are the shittest names. <laughs> yeah, they ever, are. Oh, anyway. That is putrid. I mean, what is it, a bloody <laughs> Miss Universe competition, the sash wearers? <laughs> Honestly. Oh. Give yourselves an uppercut. Um, so anyway, going back to the Bombers, like, can we not actually just, instead of sitting here and going, how do we take the Bombers out of our logo or our emblem, can't we just actually appreciate that the bomber was bloody useful for us? Yeah, yeah. The bomber helped us in, whether you like it or not, one of the most crucial wars in history. Well, that story you just said, that's a fantastic story. That tradition, I'd imagine all players are getting told that when they come and join the club. They speak about that history. They speak about the richness of the bomber emblem for them, that, that iconic... What it means. Yeah, what it means. I I just can't believe you would consider getting rid of it. So the emblem is a part of the history of the club. Mm. You know, and you've got to to stick with that history, you would think. So anyway, it's been been hammered. Mm. Let's let's be fair. Um, Not just by us either. Not just by us. But, uh, yeah, you can imagine that, uh, yeah, I don't know if this one will be getting through the pub test, mate. No, well, it's certainly not getting through the pub test, but, but it, we, we want to hear about it, guys. If you're um, if you're sitting at home and you're going, are they kidding themselves? Don't be silent. Get your opinion out. It made me think, though, like as a as a young fella growing up out in the Western Sydney in Penrith, mm. um, you know, there was always a mystery, like uh, this sort of myth of a, a panther that wandered around the Blue Mountains. Mm. And, um, I mean, it's well and truly been debunked by now. So <laughs> if we're talking about you know, moving clubs in with what their current climate is or a modern-day representation, I mean, surely the Panthers have got to go. Mm, yeah. Can't well, be the Penrith Panthers if there is no Panther up no. in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. So if I pose the question to you, mate, if what would modern-day representation look like in sports, have you got any examples for me? Oh, mate, I've decided to jump overseas. We're, we're coming up to the NFL season. We oh, love yeah. our NFL oh, here yeah. on the Sports Detention. You'll be hearing plenty of it in the coming months. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Yep. What about the Hurricanes? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Yep, okay. yep. Ooh. Um, well. It's, it's, yep. it's relevant. The Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Uh, last I checked, not native to Cincinnati. Mm. Mm, yeah, so you know, I didn't jump into the background story, but you know, what about what about we keep it simple? The bagels, the bagels, you know, the big donut because they've won nothing. They've won nothing. <laughs> yes. Oh, and you know, um, the Las Vegas, you know, the Raiders, they're out there now. Mm. Oakland moved out there. You know, time for a new start. The Benders. Oh, yes. I mean, that is fitting. Yeah. I mean, that is a good old-fashioned time in Vegas. Or maybe now, the Vegas long weekends. Oh, yes. Mm. So, speaking of Benders, going back to the NRL, what about, um, you know, Gold Coast? Yeah. The Gold Coast Stilettos. Oh, well, why not? <laughs> I mean, the GC. Eastern uh, Suburbs? Oh, yep, yep. Roosters? Yep. No more. No. The Eastern Suburbs bags. <laughs> <laughs> I thought with the plays about that one. I, I thought with the Brisbane Broncos though, like because I haven't seen a wild horse mm. running around Brisbane no. in my lifetime. No, mate, I lived there for twelve years. No, no wild horses. So let's be let's be re- more relevant with the time. 
we'll keep them as the Broncos, but they've got to be the Ford Bronco. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, they, they've got to be the Ford Bronco now because automobiles, we see them. They're around. And I assume that if you are bringing in the Ford Bronco, you'd have to bring in OJ as well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without I mean, a doubt. White, leather trim, <laughs> speeding down the highway, ain't stopping for no one. <laughs> no. Um, uh, and finally from the NRL, mate, I'm thinking like the Canberra Raiders, same sort of pattern. Mm. Okay, we're not going to take the Raiders away. Yep. We might take the Viking oh, yeah, yeah, out sure. of the Raider emblem. Yep. And let's put a politician in there yep. who is raiding our taxpayer money. Oh, yes. For spending it on shit that's not worth it. Oh, mate. 100%. What do you reckon? Oh, I love it. Oh, I love yeah. it. And uh, the Viking clap, can't afford that anymore. So no, no, go. no. <laughs> No, oh, they, no, they will be clapping. They will just be clapping checks Chiching. together. Chiching. Chiching. <laughs> um, going overseas, mate, NFL, yep. I thought the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if we take the R out mm. and change it to the Chargers, because yeah. it's still the Chargers, but it's Chargers as if punishment because nobody gets punished in LA anymore. No. <laughs> Free pass. No, you can, you can commit crimes over there and you don't get charged. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, Manchester United. Get a crime rate, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm thinking maybe our, our Red Devils United, mm. they could change it to the lines of credit. Oh. Because those scumbag owners that need to hurry up and sell my football club. <laughs> and uh, Manchester City, across town, the marketers. Because oh, the they're, oh, I mean, their marketing strategy is amazing because they seem to just pop sponsorships Left, right, and centre. Yep, yep. Not the greats, mm. the champs. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> they don't. And I mean, they apparently sell out all their tickets with nobody in the stadium. <laughs> well, uh, mate, that is what has caught my eye. Loved uh, it, mate. We got. We were all over that. All over it. Uh, should we get into the footy, mate? Sounds good. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in here! We're here, mate. So the NRL this week. How'd we go, mate? Oh, mate. Well, I'll tell you what. The old scoreboard attendants got a good workout this weekend. They called in sick um, on Monday and Tuesday. There's a bit of points, yeah. Mate, a few points. Uh, so the Warriors, an absolute pasting of the Dragons, 48 to 12. Mm. Uh, Dragons, they're in all sorts of bother, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah. Uh, but we've touched on that, and um, that's not to say we won't again. No, no. Um, Parramatta absolutely put the cleaners through the Dolphins, forty-eight to twenty. Form uh, team of the competition, the Parramatta Eels. Mm, uh, bit of a soft draw recently, but they have been very good of late, yeah. and I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty happy with that. Not happy about the fact that they were up forty-two-four at halftime, and I missed the first half. <laughs> well. I saw every minute of it. Yeah, well, you know. And then um, your Panthers, mate, um, uh, beat the Knights 20-12. to 12. No one was more surprised than Christian Welsh. That's oh, sure. mate. Uh, <laughs> like, seriously. I, yeah, that's that's uh, that's disrespectful. Well, that's, that's disrespectful. <laughs> now, and Craig Bell, let me just agree with him. Yeah, yeah. we're um, we're going to jump into um, uh, Adam O'Brien a little bit later on, but I wonder if Christian Welsh has put all that in motion with his comment oh, there. Mate. Anyway, um, but yeah, nice professional performance by the Panthers down on many troops and too good in the end. Uh, the Storm um, gave Manly a good touch up as well, twenty four to six. Scoreboard only says. Um, 
uh, what uh, eighteen points, but it was um, yeah, there was a bit in that. Manly are in trouble. Manly are in a fair bit of trouble yeah, as well. I think in terms of getting through this season, mm. I think Manly are in a lot of strife. So they've um, we'll discuss Manly a little bit later on as well with a few of the signings they've made. Uh, a surprise um, victory to uh, the Titans, in my opinion, eighteen twelve over the Bronx. Um, at Suncorp, I believe as well. Yep. So uh, that was a pretty um, pretty handy performance for them. Broncos were a little bit off, but hey, um, a good win for them keeps their finals hopes well and truly alive. The cows gave the Rabbitohs an absolute pasting, thirty-one to six. Can't get a read on either of these teams at the moment. I know mm. CS are down on troops, but their um, intensity and effort's been all over the place. And the cows, you know, is this the same team that got pasted by? Um, the Tigers, sixty-eight something, yeah. um, a, cu- a couple of um, only yeah, it's a month ago. It's just, but it's yeah. also to that Origin period mm. that's so undulating in terms of you know how teams are performing. It is, and I mean, yeah, I, I think that's represented in the Titans Broncos mm. score as well. But for the Cow, Scott Drinkwater's found some form again as well. He had a suspension early in the year, took his while to work, work his way back into things, and he's. Um, you know, he gets a lot of assists for them. He's mm. he's big for them. Uh, and then the uh, Raiders, too good for the Chilkies, 20 to 18. In a close close match, a few good tries, um, yeah, by the Raiders. Mm. But, um, yeah, the Chilkies, they're just... For me, the, the Raiders just aren't quite there. Like, you know, the, I think they've got a... That's, you know, looking at that, that's a that's a pretty good result. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the the Roosters team on paper, but the way the Roosters have been playing, no, they've been no. horrible. Yeah, and um, you know, to get that, I yeah, it's I've still got my questions about the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, oh, one hundred percent. But um, well, it leads into my match of the round. I, mm-hmm. I, I predicted South versus the Cows, and that was obviously uh, nowhere near. But I ended up going with the Roosters versus Raiders. Full disclosure for probably the. It doesn't happen very often for me, but I didn't see much of the footy over the weekend. Uh, but it was a nice close game to finish um, the round after what was pretty much a round full of blowouts. Mm. Uh, mate, as we said, the Chookies are just struggling at the moment. They're down on a few injuries, but they just can't score points at the moment with any sort of fluency. All passes are going to the ground. Mm. Nothing's clicking. Try harder, and it just all falls apart. You've got players like Lindsay Collins, who are world beaters for Queensland, and come back to the Chooks and get dominated by forwards that aren't, that aren't anywhere near in his league. Yeah, and that that's a big problem. Uh, but as you were alluding to, I'm I'm not sure I saw anything from either of these teams. Definitely not the Chooks that suggest there is a premiership. In their future this year, I feel like oh, Canberra just... I've, yeah, I've put yeah. a line through the Chooks. Oh, yeah, the Chookies are gone. But the Raiders, for me, what they've done is they've won enough of these games where they were pretty ugly mm. that they're probably going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah, see, see, the thing with Canberra, too, is you, you look at the role Parramatta on at the moment. I've always felt in the past couple of years, the Raiders, ever, ever since even their grand final run, mm. you know, they've had the squad that has the potential to put a quick run together towards the back end of the season leading into a finals mm. where you'd go, oh, probably don't want to run into the Raiders. Yeah. But, um, but I, I still just don't see that. No. Year. I... I I don't see them getting anywhere near a top four team who are playing anywhere near mm. their best. So they they, yeah, they might agree. they might get on a run and they might finish eighth and then they might knock over whoever finished fifth, similar to what they did last year. But then they'll. Yeah, you know, last year in the finals they went on a run 
got in eighth, beat the Storm, everyone's up, Parramatta pasted them in the second round of the finals. That's that's their best case scenario this year. Mm. Um, what about you, mate? Who'd you have? So I had the prediction was the Broncos and the Titans, and I stuck with it. Mm. Um, so I'm sticking with the South East Queensland Derby. Oh. Um, I thought it was a good game. Um, it only I think it only got more interesting leading into it. With the news that Des was coming to town. Desi. So, um, yeah, obviously uh, Justin Holbrook was was sacked midweek. I mean, what a classic stitch up that would have been if they just, like, after the game, after they won, they went, oh, no, we're just joking. Yeah, yeah. We just wanted the new, the uh, interim bounce. Thanks for your help, Desi. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, yeah, for the Titans to come, I think it was a perfect storm for them, to come off the back of... You know, it being announced that Des was coming in as a head coach mm. for next year, but also too with the Origin, there was a, a lot of players that were involved, obviously um, from the Broncos, but also too uh, Tino and Mo Fatawaka from um, from the Titans. Mm. So I think it was just a perfect storm where they came in and there was an opportunity for them to roll the Broncos. Yep. Yep. Um, you know. Will it will it change where I think the Titans will finish at the end of the year? Absolutely not. Um, but it does raise questions about the Broncos. I know you've got to you've got to you know put an asterisk next to those questions in terms of the fact that the cattle was on the piss till you know nine a.m. on Thursday morning before you know even thinking about heading back to to clubland. So mm. um, yeah, I don't, I I don't know. But um, for me, if I'm going to throw out something out there, I'm just going to go. You know what? Lock it in. Parramatta Premiership fader. Oh, 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 mate, I love it. I love it. But um, look, uh, sticking with the Broncos, just real quick. Yeah, mate. They um, it's it's a big month for them because you remember you recall last year they were flying about this time last year as well, and they fell away badly, and uh, got pumped a couple of times towards the end of the year. So their four and against was so bad they just slipped right out of the eight. Yep. Uh, I don't see that happening this year. I think they're a better team. However. They've they've had a good run this year, injury-wise. Now they've been struck down by a couple of injuries to a couple of key forwards. Jordan Ricky, yep. the flag's down. Uh, Reese Walsh is going to miss some time, which we'll, we'll discuss. three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, we'll, um, which we'll touch on very soon. Um, so that's going to be hard for them. So we'll find out a little bit about who they are over the next month because it's such a tight competition. You know, a top four place could... Could slip away. Mm, mm. Yeah, and and it can slip away quickly. Mm, you know, if, if you think about it, uh, going into the weekend, they were just uh, what would appear as, you know, although a derby, yep. it would appear as though a regulatory win from this season, would have seen them out on their own at first. Now, they're, yeah. I, think, I believe they're third maybe on four and against now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so I mean, it's it's put them back in the pack and if, if they're going to drop any more points in the coming weeks, it's, um, you know, they could find themselves challenging for a fourth position, which... Seemed like it was uh, a no-brainer two weeks ago. Certainly did, certainly did. Um, but we'll um, make sure we stay on top of that and keep um, our fans and listeners out there at the sports attention all over what's happening. Oh, the always. Uh, speaking about being all over things, um, you know, Justin Holbrook being let go. Penrith legend Justin Holbrook, did you mm. know that? I knew, I, yeah, yeah, I knew he was at yeah. Penrith. I don't know how many games he played, but he is a knight, I believe he was originally a Knights sort of product. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, back when he was playing, you probably weren't getting a look in with old Andrew Johns, the eighth there. Yeah, well, you know, you, you move on. But Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, 
Justin Holbrook, he's obviously he's done a fair job there. I think they're probably they're, this is the bizarre thing about it is this has been a decision that has obviously been taken. But would you agree with me if I, if I said that Justin Holbrook has got this Titans team in the best position that they've been in for a very very long time? Oh, I would, I would. I found it really odd. Since, since yeah. even before the Jared Hayne. Neil Henry stuff where, you know, they had a really good coach in Neil Henry, yep. but the cattle were overpaid and not pulling their weight. Mm. They had a massive rebuild where it was, you know, they, they were all battling for a bit there and they look like they're on the up. I, I just, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next two seasons. Yeah, so I, I'm really not sure what has happened there. Well, first of all, it was, the, you know, it was actually a secret. I didn't hear, like... I keep Mal didn't know. Mal didn't know. Like so, it was it was a pretty good, pretty good secret. I didn't even read a whisper about it Mm. um, on any of the forums or anything. You know, you've got going around. Look, Holbrook made some bad decisions at the beginning of last year. He let Fogarty go Mm. and um, basically bought Sexton and Campbell in and and uh, moved Brimo to 5'8 and said, hey, guys, you know, run this team. And it was just a bad move, and everyone knew it was a bad move. But he's made some good changes. He's brought Sam Verrills, he's brought um, Foz to the club, and they're um, steering the team around. I thought they were on the up. I, like, like they were, they're looking like if they're not going to make the eight this year, it looks like they could build on it into the future. So I just didn't see it coming, and Desi... Uh, yeah. We don't mind pushing a rumour here, mm. but if I was to say, suggest that Kieran Foran has it in his contract that Des has to come in as coach... Oh, mate. Would, would, would there be any weight to that rumour? Mate, I'd say it's, uh, I'd say it's <laughs> absolutely the case. Look, you know... It's just... Mate, it's a romance. Oh. It's an old-fashioned teenage romance. They just seem to find themselves... Yeah. At the same club at the same time. Well, mate, they, they, they tend to. He can't seem to stay on the, the, the paddock, though, Foz, if he's not in a manly jersey. So, may, so maybe um, Desi's bringing up a bit of the manly kid. I don't mind starting that rumour and spreading it and getting stuck in a Foz a bit either because, you know, as a Parramatta man. <laughs> oh, mate, he was a great signing. <laughs> um, mate, you're talking about secrets. You talk about the secrets of the Titans. There was another secret that was uh, unveiled for the, uh, the public uh, during the week on the back of the sacking, yeah. was uh, Project 2030, mate. Yeah, right. Titans Project 2030. Now, we've spoken on this podcast about Saudi Arabia's mm. Project 2030, which is all about, you know, spreading the word of the great nation of Saudi Arabia to the world through sport. Some would call that sport washing. Yep. But um, I didn't know that the Titans also had a Project 2030. So I decided to do a bit of digging, mate, and we went into the Titans Project 2030 to see how it sort of maps out against something like Saudi Arabia's Project 2030. And, I mean, the Titans, to give them credit, I mean, they're not holding back. They've even provided a roadmap. A roadmap. Oh, we'd a love 23rd a roadmap, roadmap. As educators, I mean, the key terms are just absolutely nailed with the idea of a roadmap. Oh, so you need to know, know where you're going. So the Building the Titans 2030 Roadmap 
uh, is presented. It's in the 15 slot. So if any of our listeners at home, if you want to go to the uh, go to the Titans website, you can access this and see where the Titans are heading between now and here and 2030. And don't don't be scared about the number of slides. I've just had a, a light browse through it, and there's about 15 words on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you know what was the most interesting thing when I went through this? And I thought, you know what? It's really really proactive of the Titans to get out there and be able to publish this documentation for the fans mm. and for a rugby league enthusiasts alike. But going through the slides, I calculated that 40% of the players in the slides actually no longer play for the Titans. <laughs> so we've got Corey Thompson on there. You've got Corey Thompson, Jared Wallace, and I believe there may be one more. <laughs> um... Oh, Jared Wallace has got two starts. Oh, Jared Wallace has got two starts. And then, oh, who else is it? There's there's one more, and this is this is loading like a bludger as we're trying to swipe through it. But anyway, the, the roadmap, I mean, that's a cracking start. I mean, between oh. sacking your coach and, uh, and having 40% of your playing... Brumo looks like he's just been dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, playing staff in your uh, roadmap, no longer playing with the club. They've been moved on. I mean, yeah. Oh. It's like the calendars you get each year. <laughs> Come on, oh, just <laughs> Parramatta, just big Gutho, Mitch Moses in junior, <laughs> for God's sake. So, uh, yeah, building the Titans, the um, the roadmap for Project 2030 is there for all to see. However, uh, Des, he'll be, he'll be taking the reins on that one moving mm. forward. Uh, speaking about Des Manly, the old Manly man, Manly yeah. have they've been out on a bit of a signing spree, mate. Yeah, mate, they've been spending money left, right, and centre this week. Now I'm going to give a shout out to another podcast, mate. The Hello Sport, it's a real popular one. Mm. Um, you know, they're absolute Manly tragics, and I absolutely was cracking up laughing watching their their reaction to the news that Manly were looking at Luke Brooks. It was an absolute pisser. So, um, I mean, you can't help but feel the mm. pain for not, not just the, the Manly fans at the moment, but um, fans that support clubs who appear to have no fucking idea when it comes to recruitment. Yep. Or just even intelligent recruitment. So, like, yeah. um, you know, to be fair, though, uh, Willie Mason, he's come in and with some encouraging words, and he reckons Brooks is, is the man to take Manly forward. Manly great, Willie. Yeah, I'm sceptical, though. Yeah, oh, I'm sceptical, mate. Um, so they've signed Brooks yep. for $2.4 million, I think it is, over the course of four years. Four-year deal, yeah. Yeah, four-year deal. So I'm just not sure why they needed to sign him for four years. I'm not mm. sure there was clubs lining up from here to, uh, you know, to Melbourne to sign him. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, maybe there was. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, play, I, I do think he'll do better outside a real um, dominant half. So good luck to you. So, we, so we'll get a year with Cherry Evans. Yeah, and then I would say it would look that he's he'll gonna take, he'll take the reins from there. Yeah. So that's meant. To, I'm not sure Cherry will give it away at the end of next year. I mean, he's still playing pretty well, but uh, then again, they ain't got a lot of money floating about, do they? They've tied up so much money in mm. the in um, the Travoyevich boys. And uh, obviously, the poor old Tommy's not getting a good run over the last few seasons. So, yeah. and Jake, but, Jake hasn't played much. No, Jake hasn't played much, and he, mm. he's probably not quite the ball player he was a few yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, they've signed Schuster, and they've updated his um, 
contract. I think they've got him on 800K reportedly. And they still think he's a six. They still think he's a six. Yeah. So they're going to have um, three sixes in the team. Yeah. And uh, it'll still and when things go pear shaped, it'll still be Jake Arthur's fault. But <laughs> oh, forgot about Jakey Arthur. Jakey. Yeah. And uh, then I think they signed Jackson Paulo from the Roosters. Yep. So Jackson Paulo, they got Tommy Talao mm. and uh, I think they might. Oh, re-signing, re-signing. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, a few of those people needed to stick around the club. I think and Schuster, if they if he can get his um. Uh, focus on he's certainly going to be a player, but uh, yeah, mm. certainly didn't look at all those signings. Go, ooh, that is uh, you know, that is going to lead to guaranteed success. Yeah, I I don't see how, especially with um, you know the the fragile nature in which the Travojevic boys are playing footy at the moment. They're they're just getting injured. Let's let's be let's call a spade a spade. Yep. You know, they're just not. I mean, when they are at their best, they are worth every penny that oh. you put on their contract. However, you know, they're just not playing at the moment. Um, to bring in Luke Brooks and potentially lose Daly Cherry Evans a year later, I just, looking forward down the path, if we're looking at the Manly roadmap, yeah. I can't see, uh, you know, a top four. I can't see. I could see maybe scraping into an eight if you had a great season, if Brooks... You know, yeah. found the form that he's he's been promising for so long, but they I just need, can't see them no. competing with the big dogs. They need um, th- they need Tommy uh, Turbo on the field. They they do have a reasonable pack, but I'd question mark the real toughness of their pack. Yeah, um, and you know. Parramatta, who was a, a, a broken pack a few weeks ago, injuries and whatnot, gave it to him. Mm. Um, Hickey Ogden and um, Makatezi Makatoa <laughs> ripped in and tore their mm. uh, apparent gun pack to shreds. So I do question the toughness of them. Yeah. And I, without Jakey, of course. I'm it's not, a young not, pack. Not it's a young pack. So I think not putting with in Jakey in that category. When you look at Manly's pack, it's a, it's a good pack, mm. but it – the reliance on Jake Travojevic being in there because mm. he brings such experience, such measure for that pack and such leadership. Mm. And it's the same with Tom playing in the back line. Yeah, he does yeah. that for the backs. And you're just not getting those guys on the field at the moment. So it's very, you know. Yeah, tough. And, you know, or, you know it's, it, the, the subtleties that a good forward like Jake would do, such as line speed, mm. that you miss out on. I remember when the Broncos had their great season back in 2015, a pretty good one in 2016. Adam Blair's stats weren't all that impressive, but what he did for their uh, line defense, speed yeah. and what he did for their defence was, you know... And he bought a winning culture. He certainly did. He certainly did. Got that at the Tigers. Got that at the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Got him there before um, me. <laughs> speaking about, um, you know, being in strife... Adam O'Brien, mate, what do you reckon? Yeah, Adam O'Brien, rumours have surfaced this week that Adam O'Brien is, well, basically a dead man walking from what you read. And, um, once these things start to pop up in the media, the axe tends not to be too far behind. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, oh, look, so you've got to ask you two, yourself two questions, I think, as a fan. Um, uh, number one, are you happy with where they are? And obviously the answer is no. Number two, could somebody do better? Who on the market could you buy mm. who would do better with that club? Um, in the immediacy, I, I don't know that anyone can. Yeah. But long term, 
And we're, we're, I reckon we're, we're going to touch on this a little further down the track of our talking points when it comes to who can coach at this point in time and who's available. Mm. And maybe that is why the Titans have pulled the trigger. Yeah, yeah. You know, because Des wasn't going to stay out there for a long time. No, no. Maybe they have. Maybe they've gone. You yet. know, and this, uh, this is the reality that clubs are facing at the moment. Um, when we talk about Adam O'Brien, you know, I think the, the match against Penrith on the weekend was a real, you know, it was a real indication on how their season could be summed up is the fact that, you know, when Penrith were pretty much full strength earlier in the year, Newcastle absolutely give it to us. Yeah. Like they absolutely, you know, stuck it. And they, they were well within it and, you know, I mean, it was a golden point win. Yeah. You know, and then to have no players available on the back end of Origin and get turned over like they did, yeah. you know, that's the difference. Like, you know, and there's other results that they've had this year where they've really been in with a shake against the Broncos. They played well. They've, they've had some really, really good performances but haven't won. No. And if you go through their side, it should be winning more matches than they're losing. Mm. But even the ones that they're losing against the, the big hitters... They're being lined up against results against play, teams they should be beating where they're playing poorly. Yeah. And that's when it's a, you know, a big it's a hole that you as a, as a football team, I mean, the coach's job is to dig you out of that hole. Yeah. And how they do it, I mean, if they don't do it, that's usually when their head's on the chopping block. Prediction, mate, will, uh, will O'Brien be there in 12 months' time? <laughs> um, I don't think so. No, I, I I agree. Who um who throw a name out for me, mate? Who do you reckon? I I haven't got one, mate. Mm. I really don't. I I think that's probably why I, I took my time with saying he'll go. I think, you know, the only reason I say he will go is because I truly believe that Newcastle fans deserve more. Mm. It's not a and it's not necessarily about Adam O'Brien as a head coach in an NRL club. It's more about Newcastle as a football organisation and the fact that, I mean, they are one of the traditionally great development clubs mm. of rugby league and they haven't been doing that for going on 20 years now. And that, yeah, so I don't know either. A couple of names that got thrown around this year were um, Mary, Paul McGregor, uh, and uh, Michael Maguire. And the first thing that popped in my mind was, no, 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 no. Madge, he's won a premiership, mm. but... In my opinion, he went to see us and he pretty much had the premiership squad there and he sculpted them into a, mm. a hard... He put the eth- the work ethic in. He put the work ethic yeah. in and, and did really well, got that premiership. But at the Tigers, when he had to build up that roster, had to do it, and he, and he inherited a basket case, he, he couldn't do it. Mary, he couldn't do it at the Dragons. They need to pick someone, as you were saying, that is a developmental coach, someone with a proven record of going, you know what, let's... You know, this is where we are, this is the players I need to buy, and this is how I get us out of it. They Not need, many of them. They needed a former player, possibly in the name of Cameron Seraldo, mm. and say to him, you've got 10 years, mate. Yeah. You know, he had the runs on the board in terms of reputation throughout yeah. the junior pathways, but if you give him Newcastle, you give him the area, you give him the organisation, and you say put this reputation into practice for 10 years and we're going to stick with you regardless, I reckon you'd get some success at the end of that. But yeah. Oh, there's not many people in professional sports, fans, 
organisations like that are willing to wait that long, that's for sure. No, I, I think um, if they can't find anyone to fit that bill, they could do worse than to employ Hook and say, mate, we're not having you as their coach, but you come in here and sort our pathways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think he's, yeah, we've discussed it previously, mate. Mm. That's obviously his, his bread and butter. Yeah, I and think what, so. And what clubs have got him in before uh, to do. Uh, yeah, but maybe in a in a you know director of football role. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that could be something they look at because I don't think um, uh, O'Brien will be there. Mm. So what are we looking at next week, mate? Next week, mate, we've got the Sharks versus the Dragons. Yep. Uh, the Warriors versus Souths. Storm versus the Riff. Raiders versus the Titans. Cows versus or West Tigers. Broncos versus the Finns at the Gabba, mate. At the, the Gabba, Gabba. yeah. yeah. So that's that's a that's going to be an event. Yeah, so be interesting to see how that all goes. But yeah, um, then uh, the Dogs versus the Knights, and you know the old Who Cares Cup at the moment. Yes, <laughs> and uh, Manly versus the Chookies. That's not far off it at the moment either, to be honest. <laughs> and. Um, Parramatta's got the buy, so yeah. it's a, as you're saying there when you're going, uh, you know the the comp is starting to take shape. It is, it is, it is. We we, we talked about a lot earlier in the year, didn't we, mate? We spoke about how, or lots of media was out there saying it's the most even comp that we'd seen. You're starting to see, I think, that cream really rise to the mm. top, and a few of the um uh, maybe nots slip away. So, mate, my um, match I, of the week, mate. Yeah, I couldn't. What's go the past, match of the round? I couldn't go past the Storm versus the Riff. I think that's going to be a cracker. It's always a good one. I'm doubling up on that, mate. We're doubling down here at the Sports Detention, mate. I'm going with Storm versus Penrith. Yeah, both got a few players out. I just can't see it being a problem for those two professional outfits. I think it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, and I think. Uh, as we always say here, mate, we're looking for a good old-fashioned measuring stick, and I think this will be a good one. Exactly, mate, exactly. All right, yeah, mate, stream of the week. Stream of the week now. Um, I mean, there's suggestions out there that um, might have been a stitch-up in order here. Um, yeah. So I'll throw it out. I said, look, we talked about it last episode, and uh, last week. We, we, we discussed the new Warnie TV miniseries. That was run by Channel Nine, and we, you know, we warned the punters. We we said, look, this is going to be shit house. Yeah. And I basically made a pact to myself that I wasn't going to go anywhere near it. Now I've suggested that maybe we talk about a bit of warning. Yeah. What are you going to do, mate? Well, I thought you were talking about the Shane doco that came out about um at the beginning of twenty twenty two on um. Amazon Prime? Yeah, Amazon yeah, Prime, yeah. yeah. Now, when you said that, I was like, oh, mate, I'm all over this. I mean, that is a fantastic doco uh, of the great man. Um, you go, I saw it maybe a month before his passing and uh, just a real good insight into him and uh, how he was on the pitch, how he was off the pitch, why he gave it away and what it took to drive him to mm. that legend status. Uh, so if you haven't seen that one, oh, what a cracker. Uh, an absolute legend. As for the one that, um, uh, the, oh, the Warney, uh, t- uh, is it a miniseries? Um, oh, yeah. It's a, I think it, it, I mean, I, I saw the trailer probably about three or four weeks ago and I went, well, that I'm never letting that into my life again. Based on the, tra- uh, the trailer, mate, and the reviews I've read, this disgrace will not be getting a minute of my time. Well, hold on, mate. Don't go too far because... I'm going to play us a bit of the trailer. Oh, right. All right, listeners, you're going to have to hang with us. Right, are you ready, mate? Yep. 
Here it is. It's going. <laughs> Mate. Channel 9, how dare you? Oh, how dare you do that to the great that. man? How dare you do that to the great man? Now, um... Jumping on the uh, on the back of that, so some of the reviews, mate, and Twitter's just absolutely gone mad on this Warney documentary. Now, I did uh, mention as a little side note last week that if the Warn family were getting any sort of kickbacks on this, and then uh, you know it'd probably ease the pain for me, and I'd yeah, be like, of you course. know, like go on, yep, whatever. As a family, you, you do what you got to do. However. His ex-wife, Simone, is it Callahan? Yep. Yep. So she's come out and said it's a disgrace. Yeah. So now I'm I'm doubling down. I'm off you. Yeah. You know, this is you grubs. Yeah. Channel oh. 9, give the, yourselves an uppercut, a royal one. I mean, Ian Healy. anyone deserved this. Ian Healy's come out yeah. and said it was off base. You know? Maybe you should have checked in with someone like Heels before. Oh, mate, it's an absolute disgrace. Some of the comments we're getting on, on Twitter, this isn't. It's that bad, it's funny. It's that god-awfully painful, not even 15 minutes in. (laughs) Who approved this crap? This is putrid and getting worse. Mate, I can't do it. I can't do it to myself. Ten minutes of Warney and I've turned it on. Ordinary, no, actually horrific. I mean, and people love Shane Warne. Yeah, he he was the greatest. He was just... That Aussie larrikin who happened to be an absolute champion cricker. I mean, what what more could you ask for? How could take your time, take a couple of years, oh mate, to create something that is worth the great man, or maybe just cast the net and bring in the family and make it a true like that Amazon documentary. Going oh. back to that, that is a true piece with. You know, his children are involved. They speak wholeheartedly about Shane, about him as a father. They He's speak incredibly about, honest. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Now, you were saying how you watched it before he passed. I actually watched it a week after he passed. Yeah. And to be honest with you, at the end of it, and this is, you know, the thing that just sticks with me at the end of it, it was such a fantastic documentary. So we're, we're putting the, you know, the... Go and get at it, guys. Get on Amazon and check out the Shane documentary. Yep. You know, forget that Channel 9 piece of shit. We're not watching okay. that. We're not going anywhere near it. Um, at the end of it, where they went through the wisdom cricketers of the century, yep. and this is where it lost me. So the wisdom cricketers of the century were wisdom, who were the cricket writers, you know, and, um, you know, they came through with the expert panel. Number one, there was five positions. Number one, Sir Donald Bradman. Number two, Sir Garfield Sapers. Number three, Sir Jack Hobbs. Number four, Shane Warne. Number five, Sir Viv Richards. And when that came up, mm. I, I was nearly in tears. I was like, they don't give posthumous knighthoods. Yeah. And he's the only man there who just, and surely he was going to get it. Oh, Surely, you would think surely he was going to get a well-deserved knighthood. Forget all the rest. Forget all the rest for what he did for cricket. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, you know, for me, that was enough. I was like, oh, mate, like that's, that's it was a tragedy. So speaking about the, the Shane documentary, not that other piece of trash that we're not going to speak about or we're not going to watch. <laughs> um. it's, it's, oh, mate. And I don't know who the actor is. Look, I, I'm sorry, I... I 
I do like a good piss take. Yeah. But I don't know who the actor is. But people hammering him. Like, I mean, this is some poor bloke who's just he's just trying to get a role. Like, yeah. you know, if you get offered a, war, a role as Shane Warne, oh. you're probably going to think you're onto something, not the worst piece of shit you've ever oh, seen. Yeah, he's been stitched right up, hasn't yeah. he? Anyway, um, sorry, mate. I digress. No, no mate. I, I, I'm happy with it. Um, I, I watched it, as I said, about a month before um, he passed. And he's... His generosity, as far as what he gave to the audience, yeah. and what he shared about himself when he when he died, and I woke up in the morning and saw it, I, I felt like I'd lost someone I knew. Yeah, like it was really um, the big one too. Was because you know throughout his career, Warney, he often missed out on like he lost the captaincy, uh, he lost the vice captaincy, and just a few little you know indis- indiscretions in the way that his career played out. He he lost those leadership roles. But then you went to the end part where they talk about his initial entry into the IPL. Yeah, yeah. And where he picked up the local team of just all local Indian players. Local cricketers just... And he led them to the title. Yeah. Like, for me, I was just like, oh, he was a leader. And and if... Oh, um, oh, people talk about Shane Warne, the greatest... The greatest tragedy in Australian cricket is he never got to be the Australian captain like, mm. full time. He would have been absolutely outstanding, but he he was a leader and it and like they weren't park cricketers, but they weren't like the superstars no. that we hear about today. And you you heard some of them speak, and they just said, "Oh, we got towed up in our first game," and then he came back and spoke to us, and we went out there like we were bulletproof. Yeah, we just went out there and like we thought we could run through anyone, and they did. It mm. was just. It was just incredible. So give Shane a watch. Give Shane a watch. Give Warney a miss. Enjoy it. It is an absolute cracker. Warney, look. So obviously there's no, conne- there's no connection there, but, I mean, I love great tales of the old Kerry Packer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, you know, legendary status, but. On his watch, would Channel 9 have got away with that? Oh, not a chance. No like, chance. Somebody would have been losing their job. What was the show? There was a show that he pulled it halfway through it. Yeah. I, oh, I'd yeah. have to forget. I'd have to find out who. Let's let's hit the research on that. Jesus. Kerry Packer. He canned a show halfway through it. There's some great Kerry Packer stories that go around. Like um, he, um, you heard the story about that one at um, the casino? Some uh, rich Texan is um, is uh, getting a bit uh, bo- uh, boisterous and talking about how much money he had. He yeah. said he had thirty two million dollars. Kerry said, "I'll flip you for it." <laughs> 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 what would that do to your confidence? Oh, mate. So apparently, is it uh, Australia's naughtiest home videos? Oh, really? Yeah. There we go. So the program was notably taken off. The air partway through the broadcast in its first and only episode. <laughs> now, that is a leader. Oh. That is also a leader. He's obviously got on the blower and gone, get this shit off my tra- off my uh, my station. Doug Mulray was the presenter. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> Have the night off, mate. Mate, uh. it's done. So having to, yeah, take – it's it's like a, a you know, weather delay in the cricket. They've obviously had to put repeats of the cricket show on because oh. they've uh, cut this – TV show out. There you go, the great Kerry Packer. Oh, all right, mate. Let's get into some football, eh? Let's go, mate.
Rightio, mate. So we're into the uh, the full swing of the off season, mate. The transfer window is going. Um, some big news, mate. Hmm? Big news going around. The bidding war for Declan Rice. Now, I'm probably going to surprise you here, mate. Hmm? Guess who's entered? Who's entered, mate? Who? Manchester City. Oh, no, mate. That must be wrong there. Then. Mate, they need another midfielder and, oh, I mean, hell, let's splash another 100 mil. Yeah, why not, mate? Why not? Do they have the money? <laughs> I mean, they'll just get another sponsor. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. There you go. Uh, yeah, so the bidding war for Declan Rice has kicked off. Arsenal are well and truly in it. So it's Arsenal and, and City. City have started the uh, the bidding for that. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, I'm certain that the team that would benefit most out of those two from having Declan Rice coming on board would be Arsenal, uh, which is obviously parlays into the next bit of news that uh, Kovacic... Um, Mateo Kovacic, he's official. He's done to Man City, central midfielder. Mm, so yep. he's done. Uh, Tottenham, they're closing in on James Madison. It may even be done as we speak. Um, it was it was on the cusp there earlier this evening. So um, Ange gets a gets a pretty handy and crafty attacking midfielder to add to his add to his squad. Uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek from Chelsea. He's uh, he's off to Italy. He's going to AC Milan. That's a done deal. That one and um, Ilkay Gundogan from Man City. That's a done deal at Barcelona. Mm. Now, mate, big news. Big news. Manchester United. Mm. They're fucking useless, mate. <laughs> they have owners in Florida who do not care about the club and just want to squeeze every single penny out of it. So guess who they've signed? Who have they signed, mate? No one. No one. No one. Ah, so that's all we will be speaking about for transfer. So a fair bit of, fair few deals getting done. Pretty interesting. I love the old uh, the old silly season in the football. But, um, mate, there's some interesting news going on. What do you know? What do you know about referees, mate, and their dedication to their craft, mate? They're a different breed, aren't they? They are. They are. They're an important breed. Certainly. Let's certainly. let's let's, uh, not, let's not. Um, yeah. Let's let's make sure. Let's bad road here. Let's not get all Reese Walsh on you on <laughs> oh, the well, listeners, eh? Hey, mate, talking all, mate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, going off early. Uh, so. There is some footage, some interesting footage going around from uh, our referee leading into the Champions League final. Um, now, I mean, it's really important to, like, when you're an athlete, to go through a, a fairly rigid warm up. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you go through, you got obviously your plyos, you get, go through your explosive moves. You, you, you want to make sure you're ready to go out and perform at any time. Of course. And in any facet of the game that, yeah. that so asks you from the moment that whistle goes. That's no different for referees, mate. There is footage that has come out from Champions League final referee uh, who I'm not even going to – I'll give it a crack. Marciniak. Mm, okay, Marciniak. Marciniak, you reckon I got that one? I'd say so. Yeah. Yep. So Simon – so it's Polish. Mm. Simon Marciniak, he's, um, he's been filmed in the – the the transition way or in the uh, referee's changing area or walkway, demonstrating how quickly he can whip out a yellow card. Oh, well. So he's going through the routine of walking up, you know, being very assertive in his body language and then whipping out the yellow card. So he's practising the moves yeah. prior to going out. What do you think of that, mate? 
Mate, well, you know what? I, I, I'm actually impressed, you know, making sure you're ready to go, making sure you're efficient. Uh, uh, it does spread across other sports though, mate. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually saw it you last weekend it? in the league. In the league? Yeah, the touch judges were warming up. They're sitting there doing fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> they were running up and down the sideline, doing nothing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or were they practising missing shit? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> missing forward passes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty – I mean, obviously, you want to be good at what you do. Oh, yeah. And the referees are really important. So am I being, you know, by me – you know, having to look twice at this, am I being a bit inconsiderate to the needs of the referee? No, mate, I, I see what you... <laughs> 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 oh. Am I underrating the importance of being able to whip out that yellow at high speed? I mean, you've, you've watched your share of football. <laughs> Have you ever watched a referee fiddling with his pocket trying to get his car down and you thought, come on, mate? <laughs> Remember, I don't know how... So speaking of viral videos, mate, do you remember that referee video that was going there, mate? It might have even come out back in the day with the old flip phone with that guy and it was played to symphony music. Oh. And he was running through and he had the full back oh, arch yeah. and everything. Yeah. Mate, I'm going to have to dig that one out and get it on the socials oh, for the listeners. But that's, a, that's an absolute pisser. Oh, I love it. But, uh, yeah, so... Going through the hand signals, referees. Any, if we've got any listeners out there who do um, dabble in the in the world of refereeing, get into us. Let us let us know what it, you know. Let us walk a mile in your shoes. What does it mean to be prepared and ready to go out and correctly deliver those signals to the uh, to the players on mm. the field? Let us know. Yep, we yeah. want to hear it. All right, mate. Well, so. We've got to move on, mate. Are we heading off to the integrity report? We've got the big hitters to go. Let's make it happen. Integrity. This is Democracy Manifest. Rightio, mate. I'm going to jump out of the gun on the integrity report before I let you take the big one. Mm. Okay, so um, we've got an honourable mention integrity issue today. Um, what do you know about Lionel Messi, mate? Lionel Messi, you heard of him? Yeah, mate. Kicks a football here and there. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, now, if you were, you know, to bump into someone like Lionel Messi, would you be taken back a bit? Would you oh, be yeah. interested in, you know, the person that was yeah, you'd standing love a chat, in front of wouldn't you? you? Yeah, would say you you know you'd be pretty keen to get it go up and you know have a word with him and maybe get to know him a bit. Yeah, at least get a photo. Hmm. Well, there's been a bit of an issue here, mate, in the integrity world. What's happened, mate? Um, there is a doppelganger going around. Yes, an yes. old-fashioned look-alike. So there is a man. It's pretty from, close. There is a man from Iran. And he is being dubbed the Iranian Lionel Messi. Now, if you look at the Iranian Lionel Messi, I mean, it's darn close. It like, uh, it would it would have me looking four times. Yep. I reckon I'd ask for his autograph. Possibly. If he, if he was in full Barcelona yeah. kit, I, I'm you definitely... Wouldn't look twice. I, I wouldn't look to, I'd be going up there. Now, talking of that, um, I was actually walking through Penrith Plaza probably, oh, mate, it was ages ago. Um, 
Preston Campbell mm. was walking through. So this is how long ago it was. Yeah, right. You know, walking through Penrith Plaza and just walked along next to Pen- uh, Preston Campbell and I was walking with one of my best mates and um, I just sort of went, oh, hey, how you going? I said, oh, how's things? And just a bit of chit-chat. I don't know him, but just a bit of chit-chat and, you you know, you don't want to be awkward. You don't want to, you know, bore his ears off because that's what professional athletes hate but anyway and I, and I said oh yeah have a good one mate and then off he went and um my mate goes who was that I said oh it's Preston Campbell he goes it's Preston Campbell I heard that name before I said he's a footy player and he looked at me he goes oh oh is that seriously oh, he goes oh I didn't recognize him he didn't have his fucking headgear on <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I'd have to see the Messi, the Iranian Messi. I'd have to see him in full Barcelona strip if I was going to be really, really all in. Yeah. Or maybe he's Argentina kit. But anyway, let's get to the nuts and bolts of this one, mate. Um, we've got a big issue here. Because not only has he been, you know, blessed with the looks of Lionel Messi, he's unfortunately been playing the role of Lionel Messi. Yes. He's in a lot of strife, mate. Apparently he has been accused of conning 23 women into sexual intercourse under the pretense that he was the great Lionel Messi. Can't do that, mate. That's a problem. Yeah. (laughs) That is a big problem. Uh, Yeah, so apparently it's large in part the, the accusations that, He's used his appearance in a fraudulent way to bed adoring Messi fans. Yeah. This, like, man, if it'd be interesting to see where this goes <laughs> into because if he has made the mention of himself as, as Lionel Messi, oh, that's yeah. as grievous as they come in terms of crimes. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> like, you can't do that. No. Like, that's- I mean... I don't see where this goes. If he's accused or just goes, oh, no, they just thought I was messy. Yeah. I didn't, you know, but you just can't see. He's basically jumped on the board with this and he is playing a part and he was not the real deal. He was the wish version. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't see how he, I don't see how this bloke hasn't done something wrong, even if he hasn't corrected the mistake. Um yeah, I think he's in some strife. Yeah. And I mean, you, I would suspect looking at him, full body image, mm. Reza, his name is, he would only be successful in these missions if it was off-season. Yeah. Because he definitely doesn't look as fit as Lionel no, Messi. No, he doesn't. He wouldn't be uh, picking up any... Uh, you need people thinking that he's, uh, you know... Any spent mid-season. A, spent a couple of couple of months on, at the buffet. Yeah. But Reza uh, and anybody who who looks like a famous athlete or anything, let's just be very clear, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. It's a crime okay. and a serious one. Yeah. And I think he's going to be finding out that very, very soon. Rightio, mate. I'm going to leave you with the big hitter, mate. All right, mate. So the big hitter, um, rugby league. Uh, Reese Walsh over the weekend was... Um, uh, found himself in some trouble, was penalised for uh, swearing at the referee. So that's what the referee thought he did. And, oh, I mean, uh, the referee would have been wrong. Yeah, well, the referee would have been wrong, but it was referred straight to the judi- judiciary. So mm. no grading, just 
come straight down. Was there any video evidence? Yeah, there was some video evidence. Okay, yeah, okay. (laughs) So to paint a large picture for you, not only were they dragged uh, down to Sydney, um, they got in um, Pat Carrigan to come down, uh, his teammate, and Dave Fafita, his mate, down, who were both on the field at the time. All right. Now, so they're obviously on good terms now. For yeah. feeder and Walsh, because they they punched on at one stage, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they, yeah. You know, I the mean, boys. just just the boys. Yes, yeah. yeah so, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm boys will be boys. Let's chalk that one up into the boys will be boys category. But the NRL um, has brought them down. They've given testimony. Yep. It's gone for hours in so long that they missed their flight back. They couldn't get. They couldn't fly out that night because mm. they missed their done. Had to stay the night. That's how late it went. Yep. And after they'd heard this testimony that went for hours, do you know what they did with that testimony? Oh, I said, they do, mate? Oh, I said, no, it's not reliable. You know him, you mate, you, you, can't, you can't testify. I mean... You don't say. I mean, come I was going to say, is, was the person who made that decision Captain Obvious? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking about? I, I thought, actually, I was reading the report on this, and do you know what the funny thing was? Uh, like, I can't help but just go, this is a, a – it's a joke. Like, you know, and uh, and please forgive me. Please forgive me, Sean Hampstead and Tony Pulitzer. Tony Pulitzer, Penrith legend. Yep. I love T, you know. But they've come out and they've said at the end of the result, it was, you know, a split decision. Like – but of course, yeah, you yeah. got the referee and the player. Who's siding with who? Yeah, that's like, right. can I? Can I? You know, don't jump all over me. But can I suggest that maybe Sean Hampstead was siding with the ref? Oh well, that, that's <laughs> speculatory. Oh, oh. man. You know, guilty, guilty as charged if you want to throw that accusation at me. But, you know, it just seems like a bit of a joke that, that that's the case. And like you're saying, the the time, the resources and all the rubbish that goes with this. And, you know, basically, if you go through the pub test, mate, yeah. you know, Reese Walsh had form last week. Yeah. He was acting like a fuckwit all week. He was. And, and that's how I come at this. I come at it from two points of view. Number one, the NRL, the judiciary, an absolute joke. What a joke. Should have been Sinbin at the time, given a week suspension, should have been done. Can't do that, mate. Mm. We're not having it. And it should have been all over. Should have been done and dusted. But no, they've said, you've got to come down, but we're going to hear out your story. Do you know where this should have ended? Hey, Reese, did you, did you say these words? Yes. Referee, did you think he said it to you? Yes. Done. 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 That's how it should have been done. Back your referee. That's 100% right. If you're going to make comments like that, that, that's the end of it. And that's how the NRL should have handled it. But no, they Mm. had to go through this saga. They had to drag all these players down. They had to go through this garbage process. I agree. So on that, and, you know, Reese Walsh could probably come back, you know, at me and go, oh, you know, I've 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 labelled him a fuckwit. Yep. For last week, because if he's carry on in origin and how that flipped over, he's got to write a reply and he might go, you know what, that's unreasonable. And I did genuinely say it to Pat Garrigan. Yep. However, the conversation then twists over to a, hey, you've had form this week of the way you carried on at the end of origin. You've gone into a match and regardless of whether you spoke to Pat Carrigan or not, we can't allow that to even be, even the language. Yeah. And, you know, if... I'll put all my my cards on the table. I absolutely hate it in football the way soccer, the way that Premier League players speak to the ref. I think it's a disgrace. Mm. If you are swearing and it is aimed to a mate, to 
a trainer, whoever, but it appears or the referee at any stage feels as though to him, the line is there. You've got to say no. Yeah. And that's the only way that kids on the weekend aren't playing competitions over three days because they can't get referees. That's right, 100%. The flow and effect, so you just go, too bad, so sad, Reese. Yep. Unfortunately, mate, regardless of you feel as though you're being wronged here, there is a bigger picture at play and you're just as much a part of this bigger picture as the kid who's playing for the Dunnygog Wallabies. Yeah, 100%. I, I just, yeah, it, it should have been so easy mm. and it should have been handled differently. I think three weeks is probably a bit bit much. Yeah. Um, but it does send a clear message and let's hope from now on that's the last we hear about it. But I just thought it was an absolute shit show, to be honest with you, from the moment but he's, it was said. he's not a captain, though. Like, no. And this is this is where I, you know, I, this is why I'm speaking so strongly on it. He's not even a captain. No. And, and, you know, the reporting of the way he carried himself in the judiciary meeting as well, or the mm, hearing, yeah. was with a certain arrogance that was a bit of a problem. Yeah. He's young. He's very good at football. Absolutely. He's got the world at his feet as far as sport is concerned. He's not a bad-looking rooster. He's probably, you know, um, getting plenty of attention as far as sponsors and things like that are concerned. So he's making lots of money. Um, it looks to me, and, you know, Reese, he, he, he'd probably hear this and he'd, you know, jump to... You know, jump down my throat, and fair enough. But it looks to me like at the moment he's, you know, might have got a bit big for his boots. Mm. And um, you know, and I think we saw that because if you're swearing at your captain anyway, I don't know that I wouldn't be sitting him out for a week anyway. And and for look, if I'm being fair, Inkham, in my assessment of it, if the embarrassment of Wednesday night. And Josh Adokar is just as responsible for that. All oh, the players who run into 100%. that. The way Walsh walked off the field. If that was separate from the weekend, I probably wouldn't have near the issue mm. that I have with the way that he's just in the heated mode. But the fact that it was on the back, the next game of 80 minutes of footy that he played, that he carried himself like that towards a referee, yeah, that's just not good enough. No. You know, that's showing a pattern of behaviour and, you know, you need to get back in your box. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, uh, it, he's copped a fairly hefty uh, price for it and I imagine it's going to be a heavy lesson for him to learn because... I hope so. Well, he's going to miss Origin. Mm. So um, I imagine Origin... I, I don't... I can't remember how the NRL play these sort of a thing, um, but he was obviously going to get picked, so I assume one of the Origin games will count. Yeah. And uh, well, that's I think they get paid thirty grand for an origin appearance as well. well so it's a it's a yeah. pretty d- decent sting. Mm. Yes. So integrity. The NRL's finally made it on there, mate. <laughs> it's taken a and while. I thought but it would they got a week. Happy days. All right, mate. Uh, let's get into the sports around the globe, eh? Yep. Let's make it happen. Right, yeah, mate. We will start off in the fight game. Um, there was a there was a UFC card. I'll I'll skip to that. There was a UFC card over the weekend. Uh, Josh Emmett versus Ilya Tuporia. 
Um, you know, it was a decision win for Tuporia. It was a very, very close decision. Um, however, to put him in the in the discussion for a title shot with uh, Australia's own Alex Volkanovski mm. uh, for the featherweight title. Um, but to say that, um, Volkanovski's got his... Um, fight coming up against Yair Rodriguez um, where they'll sort of, um, you know, obviously bring the interim and the and the fully-fledged title together. Um, if Rodriguez wins that, I would suggest that there may be a rematch on the cards. So I would say that Taporia is going to be, um, he's going to be cheering Volkan in that fight to avoid any of those rematch issues because you'd think that Volker uh, with the with the rain that he's had he'd probably be up for a for an immediate rematch so yeah, yeah. so an interesting uh, little happening in the in the featherweight division it needs um it needs some new bit of a kickstart Rodriguez gave us that by winning the uh, interim title against Emmett um, but uh, yeah a couple of a couple of young guns coming through there so pretty interesting times there um, and another another fight on the weekend, just as a bit of interest, was uh, Australia's uh, Justin Taffer. Uh, he he had his his fight against Austin Lane, but unfortunately, it um, yeah the eye poke cost of fans a, a potential highlight knockout because the big boys like to go. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean Taffer in his um, in his report after it, he you know he said he felt as though his eye nearly fell out. Yeah, like, right. So it must have been a you know. A, you, a doozy of a an eye poke's a, an absolute bludger. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I mean it must have must have been a bad one. So yeah, so that was it from the UFC uh, in the actual octagon, mate. But the biggest news came from outside of the octagon or potential matchups in the octagon. Did you hear about it, mate? Mate, I did hear a little bit about it. Mate, what can you tell me? How Elon Musk yep, versus Mark Zuckerberg, Ooh. mate. So big news in the fight game is a potential matchup that has been floated between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Now, <laughs> I mean, I'm watching. Okay, do I think it'll be great? No, but I'm watching. Are yep. you watching? If it goes oh, down. Mate. <laughs> Definitely watching you. <laughs> That's, I mean, this is this is the Jake Paul, you know, shit show agenda. You know, and yeah, he can he can box, but yep. you know, the entertainment crossover. You know, this is that in full flight that I'm in. I'm going this, but I'm looking at this now. I'm going looking at what has happened, and I'm going this could probably happen, mate. Yeah, Dana said they're serious. Zuckerberg's been training. You know, he's been talking and floating around his his jujitsu journey, and he's been been there. And Elo, and he, yeah, he's a Hello bit guy. of a, a bit of a crazy cat. Yeah. He does he does different shit. I think we could be uh, we <laughs> could be on <laughs> could be on for something, mate. I was just thinking, just out of that, mate. Is there any other big names in business, politics, or anything you could you would throw in the octagon, mate? Oh. I don't know. They definitely wouldn't be up for it. But I tell you what, I, I put a bit of an Australian spin on this, a bit of Australian flavour. Yeah. And uh, I'll take you back some years in Australian politics. I think I know where you're going. Johnny Howard? Yeah. And Mark Latham. As that handshake. <laughs> that handshake. I knew you were going there straight away. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be? Oh, Who mate. would you back? Mark Latham. Yeah, Mark Latham. I mean, I mean, if John Howard throws hands like he throws a cricket ball, <laughs> he's fucked. 
Oh, I tell you what. And uh, one which would be an absolute um, bloodbath, I'd imagine. Oh, I wouldn't mind seeing um, Tony Abbott really try and shirt front Vladimir Putin. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be a problem. Um, politics, mate. I Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Just oh. knuckle on. Well. Forget the election. Yeah. At a certain stage, you just punch in an old man, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Oh, that would that would be interesting. Um, in big business, who could we get? So someone in big business, Mark Burris. Mm. He's he's a and I think he, he might be. He's yep. a gun. He's got. He's there's there's something about James Packer. Oh yeah, James, right the the fire versus yeah. you know I think the fitness and the and the and the smarts in yeah, terms yep. of the fight game and physical activity. Oh yep. Mark Burris versus James Packer. I reckon what that could fight. work. That would be good. I reckon that could work. I mean I mean what would you have to pay them to get Oh. <laughs> oh. You offer James Packer the biggest paycheck a fighter's ever got and he'd pay you the same amount to get out of his office. Yep. <laughs> All righty-o, mate. Uh, moving on. Boxing. Boxing, mate. So we talked about the uh, the Mayweather versus John Gotti fight, the, yep. the exhibition. So apparently I'm hearing <laughs> that John Gotti's come out and he said, I've got no bad blood with Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> and he's there in talks for a rematch later on. Hey. <laughs> oh. I don't believe you. Is, is my response to that, mate. I've got no bl- bad blood with Floyd Mayweather. We just absolutely broke every single combat sports rule in brawling, which led into the crowd just brawling all over the place. Will we see it? But Oh, you, you would assume so. <laughs> you would assume so. Uh, It'd be interesting, though. I think Floyd's got it in him. Oh, yeah. Don't go the exhibition route. If you want to actually be able to finish the fight, yeah, just go go back and probe out. I don't know what what would uh, would what the hurdle would be for Floyd to go back pro for it. Be interesting because you'd actually get a, a proper fight. Yep, I still think Floyd to you know gets it done. Oh mate, he's going to piece him up. Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah. I mean, at least you'd be able to get you know the fight that you wanted. Uh, but anyway, we'll see yeah. how that goes. I mean, if there's money to made. It'll happen. Oh, it'll happen, mate. Don't worry about that. What do you got, mate? Mate, so let's move on to tennis. I was reading the news this week and um, Nick Curios in the news for tennis this week. Saudi Arabia is, po- is poised to invest heavily in the men's ATP tour. Um, uh, and obviously they've been heavily involved in uh, golf over the last 12 mm. months. Uh, and I just found this a little bit interesting. Nick, Nick Curios basically come out, and as you'd expect from Nick, show me the money. Yep. And um, uh, he, he's on the record as saying, I believe he's on the record as saying, um, uh, you know, this would be an opportunity for tennis players to be paid what they deserve to be paid. And he's been quite vocal about that, hasn't he? <laughs> that, I mean, that really speaks to the punter at home, doesn't it? Does, it? it does. <laughs> uh, as much as, look, look if in the fair dinging department, like tennis players have got a skill that I could only dream of having. They're, like, I mean, they... They earn their dough. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. But I, I just, it's, it. I can't help but have a laugh when, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. professional analysts go, oh, you know, we need to be handsomely to rewarded. Be, you know, I think we need yeah. a bit more cash. Has anyone seen the Mercedes keys? I just got to <laughs> duck down the shop and 
Um, uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, that'd be interesting to see what would happen. I'd imagine they would have to see what happened in the world of golf over the last 12 months and they'd be wanting to avoid that absolute kerfuffle. But is the result, going the other angle, mm. is the result that they've got with the golf a bit of a warning shot to the ATP, come and sit with us, don't don't take us on. Well, so, I'd have to imagine I mean, that when you're coming to the negotiating table, the result of the last twelve months in golf's a bit of a win. You'd have to think so as well. And um, tennis has been down this road as well before, like a long time ago now. But when the professional era first came in and mm. it broke away from the main system, and uh, the best players weren't playing majors. Rod Laver, I don't think, played a major for three or four years during the prime of his career. So you don't want it going down that route, but. You know, plenty of money to go about. I'm sure oh, yeah. professional athletes are going to be pushing for this. No, oh, I'm sure they'll make it work. Yep. Oh, what does Saudi Arabia do after 2030, though? What does that roadmap look like? Yeah, well, we do love a roadmap here on the sports detention. Um, and ducking over to cricket, mate, just a quick update for everyone. As we sit here at the moment, the second test has started and Australia are in to bat. And uh, England won the toss and chose to bowl. And Australia are currently... Uh, uh, none for 18 So plodding oh, along there mate. at the moment um, So they won't, uh, get, they won't get any of us out That's right <laughs> Come on, come on The big um, the big change uh, Which has been confirmed now Is Scott Boland has moved aside for Mitch Stark mm. You know, Scotty Boland's been doing a terrific job What are they looking for in that change, mate? Uh, well, I think Stark's still in our top line bowlers While, yeah. while, while Scotty Boland is definitely... Um, a hell of a bowler. I still think Mitchell Stark is in our top three pace attack, and I think that combination of him, Hazelwood, and Pat Cummins is is proven, and he deserves to be there. Probably doesn't have a lot of weight, but Mitch um, Starkey he can bat. Yeah, He's a pretty decent batter. Last test we pretty much had three number elevens in there. Yeah, okay. I mean Nathan Lyon, Scott Boland, and Josh Hazelwood. You, you know, we got a little bit. I mean Nathan Lyon got us home. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. um. You know, at the end of the day, we weren't banking many runs there. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing you're expecting, mm. you know, as the way it's gone, that you, you're possibly going to be batting late into a day five. Yeah, that's right. And, and nobody cleans up a tail like um, Starkey either. So he, he might, you know, you don't often see the tail wag too much when Starkey's out there because he just comes in with those big mean swing balls and mm. just, boom, takes them out. But... um. You know, the Aussies won the first test, so hopefully this is going to be another cracker. Um, something else I wanted to touch on, Ollie Robertson, mm. England fast bowler. Well, hang on, fast bowler might be a bit of a stretch, but um, you, you know much are about you, Ollie? Are you questioning the labelling of English bowlers? That Would that be like me questioning that Graham Swan was – Actually, not a spinner. Yeah, <laughs> a slow. He's gone. Oh, Graham, he's gone for the straight one again. <laughs> um, oh, look, mate. This is some of the carry on that he's co- come through this week, um, Ollie Robertson. So this is a couple of things he said after the first test. Um, we were surprised by how defensive Australia were and how unwilling they were to go toe to toe with us. Um, he wrote that Baz said. Uh, said it after the game. It feels like we've won, lads. We've entertained the world and we've put the Aussies on the back foot. 
for um, him to say that after a loss, I found, you know, pretty big there, mate. Um, mm. that's, that's what he said. So just a couple of things that popped into my mind, the feedback I'd like to give Ollie Robertson. Do you mind if I go through them, mate? Go through it, mate. Mate, so I've got seven here. Seven Ooh, points seven for you, Ollie. Seven points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, Ollie, based on those comments you just said, you lost. Yeah. Yeah. So you felt like you won, but hey, mate, you lost. You lost, yeah. All right, yeah. Just, just want to make sure that's clear. Next one. You took five wickets in the test and three were against the tail and one was against Uzi. Well done. He was on 150. Yeah. Great job. Number three, you lost. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well done, mate. Next one. You're bowling 120 kilometre an hour mid paces down the pitch. You ain't Glenn mate. Ooh. Come on. Uh, number five, you lost. Yep. Yep. So, just, just really drumming that one home. Uh, number five, uh, number six, sorry. If England didn't have injuries, you wouldn't even be getting a run, mate. You'd be back at Sussex. You're just holding Joffre Archer's beer, mate. Ooh. And uh, number seven, of course, mate. Do you want to touch on this one? Well, it was the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. You Which, lost. You lost, mate. <laughs> so, so you might have felt like you won. You might have felt like you put the Aussies on look, the back foot, mate, but I'll, you won nil down. Yeah. At the end of, look, I would ask anybody who has played any sort of sport and has heard a speech from a coach to tell me what a good coach's speech after a loss looks like mm. and I'll show you a liar because <laughs> nobody remembers them. No. And the fact that he's playing it out as if, oh, you know, really, really motivated us. We're going to move forward on this one. Well, mate, um, that's uh, that's glass half full if I've ever seen it. Yep. Well, mate, so Ollie Robinson, mate, you've, um, yeah, I'm sorry, mate, I couldn't let you have that one. Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll have a blinder now, buddy. He will, mate. He's, he's, oh, he's three for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, uh, now, 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 the three-legged multi of the week. Mate, good result this week. Good result. What's well, the best result I've had? Yeah, mate. Oh, the second best result I've had, yeah. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we need to put out a public service announcement and apologise that, look, at the end of the day, I was hurting after the origin. Mm. I'd got a return back, voided bet from Tommy Turbo going down injured. That's how, you know, sympathetic sports bet were to me. That I got through, I think I'd even got through to Sunday before I even thought, shit, we haven't even put a multi on. Yep. <laughs> Didn't yep. even think about it. I, we bumped into each other on Monday and I said, how'd you go on the multi? And he said, Didn't even put one on. So, look, so how to win? Look, so if there's ever any question on the true impacts of state of origin and how they affected us in our personal life, make it very, very clear that we were so hurt that we, our, our week was out of whack. Mm. We didn't even get through the tasks that we pride ourselves on, the professionalism of our production. Yeah. We couldn't even get through it because we were that rattled. We were hurting. We were looking for answers, scratching. Mm. Now... We've got a little bit of time. Hmm. We sort of scratched over, speaking about scratching, we scratched over a pretty important point within our rugby league chat that has popped up. Now, I could almost morph it into our next part, the penis of the week. The penis of the week. The penis of the week. So my initial penis of the week 
and we've touched on it a bit, so I'll, I'll be able to summarise it a bit. Reese Walsh. Yep. Pains of the week for me. You know, the way he carried on the end of the Origin match, you know, to the way he carried on like Sunday's, yeah, Sunday's game. You know, mate, throw it out there. You've got plenty of talent, you know, and the potential to be an absolute superstar in the game. There's no denying that. But let's be honest. You've been playing good footy, but we haven't got short memories. No. You've been carrying yourself like a bit of a flog for a while. Okay. You're not the little 18-year-old who accidentally carried a bag around on a night out. Mm. We haven't forgotten about it. Yeah. The microscope is on you, Reese. Okay. Get it together. Learn from this. Come back and be a better footballer and just carry yourself better, whether it be communicating with referees, not trying to get out of punishments like a schoolboy. Okay, making up lies and getting their mates to coerce with them. Okay, we see that in our profession a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Reese, we encourage you, mate. Use your talents to the benefit of rugby league fans all around the world. But carry yourself. Carry yourself in a way that can be admired, like your talent that you show. Yeah. Penis of the week, Reese Walsh. But I'm going to look... I'm going to give a half a shaft to the New South Wales Rugby League oh. after you showed me that post before. So can you take the reins on this? Because I actually haven't got it in front of me, but I've, I've been made aware of this. What's What has come out today? Because, the you know, we hammered the New South Wales Rugby League in, in our Origin special. Yeah, we, we spoke about the fact that um, Freddie's time at the top job has come and gone, and it was time for a fresh start. Uh, the New South Wales Rugby League um, apparently is considering not removing Freddie from the position, and they are considering bringing in a director of coaching above him. Okay. So a director of coaching in a position, well, that, that was one of our suggestions. That's right. It was one of our suggestions. New South Wales Rugby League, huge listeners, huge fans. Get yep. it. Who are we talking? Well, you know, let's talk about who you'd want there. You, you'd want someone who's... I mean, Gus or Wayne yeah. Bennett. I've made it pretty clear that yeah. they're probably the... You know, they're the only two that are really going to get me going, hey, rightio, let's go. And who wouldn't you want there? Probably someone with a proven track record of not winning the big games. Yeah, I don't need that. So the rumour is Brian Smith. For those of you out there who don't know Brian Smith, a hell what of a is coach. going on, Potty? Mate, I was just. Do they? Do so, they hate us? So, for those of you who don't remember, Brian Smith is—he's a hell of a coach. He's been coaching for forty odd years. He's taken four teams to grand finals. New. Uh, Dragons, I believe, back-to-back in the early 90s, Parramatta in 2001, and the Roosters in 2010 for a big donut of wins. Hasn't won. What it. are they doing to us as fans, Potty? Mate. Like, would they? Is this so they can continue that oh, Queensland are the only ones that understand origin narrative? Like, It's a mistake, isn't it? You can tell. You're yeah. killing me, Smalls. Yeah, that's right, Seriously. Mate. Yeah. Oh, mate, so th- that's where they want to end up with. Um, they want a director of coaching, and Brian Smith is top of the list, apparently. He wouldn't be on my list. 
Um, How long has it been since he's been employed? Oh, Brian Smith I, I, in the NRL. It's in been the NRL. Since he it's was sacked been, by the Roosters. Yeah, so we're going back to two thousand and pre Trent yeah. Robinson. Yeah, two thousand and twelve. So we're talking eleven years now. He since lost the twenty ten grand final. He spent a bit of time over in the um. In, in the Super League, but I don't know that he's working over he there. Wa- the he minute. wasn't working in head coaching. It was in consultancy. Yeah, yeah. So w- as far as I know, he hasn't had much to do with origin. So I don't know what bringing him in is going is going to do. Um, I know that what they're going to do, mate. What are they going to do? I've mate? seen it before. You've seen it before? Old coach. Working as a director of football, they bring him in and they pair him up with someone from NRL 360, Brayton Astor, Brian Smith. Brayton Astor, Brian Smith. It's what it is. It's what they're going to do to us. Oh. Tim Sheen's Benji Marshall has been done. There's a bit of success at the Tigers. They're actually winning games now. New South Wales are going to go and try and hand or well, I'm going to say force feed us Braith and Astor and Brian Smith. Oh, I don't like it. No, I mean, it's the. I mean, I'm offended. I feel like I live in Melbourne and I've got to look at a bomber's emblem. Oh. I'm so offended. Mate, just, yeah. That that one stings. That one stings. Oh mate, far out. So yep, we've discussed what needs to happen. New South Wales Rugby League. If you if you need to consult, come to us. We'll tell you what's happening. Just have a bit of respect for me. Yep. Because for we, me, we, I'm we, I'm taking this personal, mate. Like you can, I'm taking this personally. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. I don't think it'll work. I'm actually I'm positive. It's not going to work. Let's. Get it right. Come on. Do what you need to do. Pay what you need to do. Let's get the right person in the job. And I'm sorry, was Brian Smith in your top 20 of blokes who were going to be right for the job? No. No. So, anyway, that's not official. That is. Let's hope that that's not where we end up. All right, mate. I'd, I'd take Paul Kent. Kenty? I'd t- if it has to be someone from NRL 360 as my uh, – I'm taking Paul Kent. Mm, yep. I know it's a controversial take at this point in time. I'm taking him. Yep, right. I right want on. Paul Kent. I want Paul Kent. I don't want Brian Smith. Fred, oh. Freddie's got to go. Freddie's got to go. He does. Uh, I'm sorry oh, he does. Right. The way the last couple of series have gone in particular. I make jokes. No, yep. we're not going for Paul Kent. No. Right. He's got bigger things to do. Um, now, uh, my penis of the week, mate. Yep. Okay, so Jared Hayne obviously been in the media over the last few years for all the wrong reasons and is currently serving time, um, which brings me to why he has become my uh, penis of the week. Apparently, it has been leaked into the media this week that he was conned out of nearly a million dollars by a fellow inmate in some sort of a Bitcoin scam. I mean, well. mate... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cryptocurrency, mm. cryptocurrency. Oh, I mean, you didn't think that perhaps this bloke wasn't trustworthy, like. Well, I mean, it's look. Anybody who invests in crypto 
And I'm sure there will be people. Look, get, get, throw, hammer us. Yeah. Hammer us with any information you can if you think I'm wrong. But anybody who invests in cryptocurrency needs their head read. Yeah. If I can't touch it, it's got no value. Yeah. If it comes on a hard drive, a bit sus. Yeah. <laughs> it is... Clearly, prove me wrong. It is clearly the biggest Ponzi scheme oh. that has occurred since Bernie Madoff left this great earth from his prison cell in New York. Mm. Like, outrageous. Yep. So, anyway, been suckered in. Yep. So, you've got the award this week, mate. It's crazy how it happens, though. Like, he's obviously had to transfer it, but I mean. If I was looking, you know, at trusting someone, I might wait till my sentence is over before I started trusting people. Yeah. You know, especially if so, you know, you, I mean, but if you're, if you're in the clink, you know, right, let's, let's role play. We're going in, you know, you're my celly. <laughs> okay. Potty, what you in for, brother? Oh, yeah. I'm in for embezzlement. Embezzlement. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, um, yep, I made a few mistakes, okay? You've probably read about it in the paper. I'm not going to go into that. Um, yeah, so what do you, what do you got for me? Oh, you know, I don't know. What, oh. I'm looking to make a bit of money. I mean, I've got to, I've got to try and reap back some profits. Oh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've just spent three a grand a day for the last 13 weeks on a QC. I've got, well, now that you mention it. I've got a foolproof plan for you. What do you got? It's a secret. Just give me all your money and I'll uh, sort it out for you. Guaranteed returns. Guaranteed, you Guaranteed said? returns. Guaranteed. Yeah, you can't lose. Um, What is it? Just, get, just give me the brief. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Everyone's like getting, like, they're tweeting about it and stuff. I'll get on Twitter a bit. Yeah. How much you want? <sighs> Mate, the more you got the better. Because I can't get in for less right. than I can't get in for less than a million. I'll give you nine seventy five, mate, and I'll get that transferred. How do we how does this work? Oh, I mean, because right, I'm well, only I'm, I wouldn't do this for anyone, but I'll float you the last twenty five. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So if I get you the cash in, do you want it before buy up next week? Mm, yeah. I mean, the two-minute noodles here, they're extortionate price. <laughs> I know you probably want your cash. Before I get it in for buyer, before buy-up, you make the trans. And when do I see the crypto, the Bitcoin? Oh, you don't see it, mate. Oh, is that – oh, so how does it work? Oh, you, it's just there, mate. Oh, okay. You don't want to worry yourself with things like that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I've got a fair bit on me plate. Yeah, yeah. Let me handle it and, you know, we'll all be in – you know, I'll have all your money back in no time. <laughs> Potty, mate, Jared Hayne, penis of the week. Yeah, penis 100%. of the week. And thank you for uh, enjoying our drama performance there, ladies and gentlemen. We've uh, got real talent. Yeah. Well, mate, we've done it. We've nailed another one. The podcast is done. The sports detention here from the Robert Allenby Studio. Potty, anything to uh, to see us off, mate? Uh, nothing from me, mate. Just. As usual, get around us on the socials. Get Thanks around for us on the socials. Oh, absolutely. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening from Port Macquarie, home of the Sharks, we say good night. And farewell. <laughs>